Hi, and welcome to the Hypnotex podcast. I'm Rob from Hypnotex, and uh, well, I was going to dig into the mailbag this week, but uh, a, a subject came up, and I think we should dig into that instead. We'll go into the mailbag maybe next time around, but uh, I read an article that popped up, and it was talking about a woman who got scammed, and uh, this was a phone scam. Her phone rang, and she answered it, and the person on the other end of the phone managed to get her to transfer, I think it was $3,000 over to them, by claiming to be Amazon. First said, well, we your Amazon order has been delayed. There's a problem with payment. It's for $300, and then she claimed, oh, well, I don't have any orders for $300, and they said, oh, well, and gave her some story. In any case, um, she then went to transfer $300 across to them, but somehow ended up transferring $3,000 to them. They said, of course, that's no problem. We're happy to refund the extra and then disappeared with her money. Immediately, she started talking to people and, and telling them that she was hypnotized. You probably know if you've read my blog or listened to me here that I'm going to take sort of a, an immediate dim view of that. So I, I thought we'd go into a little more depth. And, and to make it even worse, in the article that I read, they had two hypnotists, one of, whose, one of whom's name I actually recognized and who really ought to know better, attest that she had been hypnotized. And uh, this is just, it was such awful clickbait that I wanted to dig into it today and go into kind of compare and contrast some different types of hypnosis and talk about what they are versus what they are not. So how about the type of hypnosis that most people are familiar with? How about stage hypnosis? So this is that thing where you may have seen it for a high school graduation party where they put you, um, uh, they, they put a group of people in the gymnasium. This is supposed to keep the kids from going out and drinking. So they put them in for a party at the culmination of that party. They bring out this hypnotist who puts a line of chairs up front and then uh, people go up front and then their uh, hilarity ensues. They are basically, it looks like they're under the will of the hypnotist and they do a bunch of silly stuff, oftentimes very demeaning. And then later afterwards go, oh my God, did you see Joan? I didn't think she would do. And uh, it's sort of a formulaic kind of thing. And, and I'll say that there are some some variations on this that, that work well. Uh, Mark Savard, a hypnotist in Las Vegas, he actually is at Planet Hollywood, has quite a good gig. It's not demeaning to the people. It's funny. He's very quick-witted and quick on his feet. And it's actually a very fun show. And uh, it's stage hypnosis. It's a little silly. And uh, Mark periodically does demonstrate during his show the power of hypnosis. Uh, in particular, if you're interested, there's a... Uh, YouTube video of Mark stopping his show to uh, he had a participant on stage who had a stutter a lifelong stutter and uh, it was pretty pretty amazing how rapidly the guy went from stuttering having a hard time even speaking to Mark to speaking incredibly clearly at that point and Mark talks a little bit about the power of hypnosis there so there's an educational element there but I've never seen Mark do anything that 
afterwards people were going to be ashamed of where they were going to wish that they'd never done that or that they'd it's funny and it, it walks up to that line where people maybe if you're a little serious you'd have a hard time laughing at yourself but it's never demeaning you never have anybody at his show so that's a stage show that i like and then there's another guy named anthony galley and anthony takes a completely different approach to stage hypnosis what he does is combines it with motivational speaking so you can imagine that you bring in anthony and he He stands up on stage in front of your sales department, and then he uses hypnosis to demonstrate what would happen if all the salespeople in your organization had complete focus and complete concentration. And there's some funny moments, and he uh, does some things where he'll challenge somebody that if they can remember what number comes after three when you're counting, that he'll give them $20. And it's fun to watch somebody go one, two, three, five, over and over and over again and swear that they're now do the $20 because they got the number correct. So he does demonstrate a lot of the power of mind and then he relates it back to skills. And so uh, it's interesting because we're going to talk a little bit about that, but hypnosis is closely related to sales. And in fact, if you've ever stepped onto a used car lot and you've had a salesman come up to you and you know how they start out that real simple with a handshake uh, and then they start to work from there and they they do things like uh, build a yes ladder. They'll get you to agree to something and say yes and so it's very closely related and what Anthony teaches is how closely related hypnosis is to those sales techniques to that motivation process it's actually he's a and again not demeaning to the people it's power of the mind power of hypnosis power of focus uh, fascinating presentations Anthony Galley I'll uh, link to his stuff as well as well as Mark Savard's and and to that uh, where Mark does the stuttering on stage so stage hypnosis uh, shows all over everywhere you may have seen one you may have participated in them bar shows they are they vary in size from a a very small venue where the hypnotist is there and there's a half dozen people uh, up to full-blown you might have seen one at the state fair where somebody is up on stage and they bring up participants and then again hilarity ensues I like that phrase for stage hypnosis because it's designed to be funny comedy stage hypnosis kind of the, the way that it goes It's real hypnosis. I don't know any stage hypnotists who use shills or plants or have people fake it, but they do choose out of their audience. They they commonly do routines leading up to the show where they're testing the people in the audience. And what they're looking for is, in Capucinian terms, they're looking for the somnambulists. They're looking for people who go into hypnosis easily and who go very deeply. Those are the most interesting subjects on stage. It's sort of like auditioning for the price is right where you wear the uh loud costume the the bright hawaiian shirt in the audience and they come down and they're they're looking for people who are cheering loudly and are who are in the mood to participate and that's sort of how a stage uh show works they walk through the audience or they they look out and they have people do susceptibility tests or they have people do uh, various different demonstrations and then they watch and they'll say well at this point if your hand is still stuck to your forehead come on up on stage because those are the people who are going to be most susceptible to it obviously uh, in the uh, in the uh, sort of therapy side of things we don't have the luxury of only working on the most susceptible people but that's who you want for a stage show uh, they're fun check it out like I say they vary between demeaning and really strong 
stupid and and very base humor if you get somebody who's sharp and smart the show can be very educational and can actually be very fun to watch and very fun to participate in a lot of times those people come off the stage and they're laughing as hard as anybody is and uh it's very common at the end of the show to give a hypnotic gift is what it's called which is where you mention to the people that they're going to sleep better from then on out or they're going to have better concentration or they're going to have a a positive memory where they remember how much imagination they actually have and how they're able to put it to use for themselves but uh post hypnotic suggestions that are actually valuable so that's stage hypnosis so a variation of that started coming about uh, well it's been around forever but it really kind of hit its stride in the last 10 15 20 years and that's street hypnosis and you can actually uh you oftentimes will see buskers now i'm, I'm here in the seattle area and so when you go downtown at least before covid and before the city started having riots every night um, you could go downtown and there were often musicians out on the corners and you could stand and listen some of them were remarkable some not so much but some of them were really great well those performers started to expand and one of the things that started to come about was street hypnosis and so you you'll see this in the crowds at the fair sometimes sometimes you'll see it on street corners and people doing basically a stage show in a up-close environment it's sort of sometimes you'll see a magician somebody set up with a small tray and he's doing up-close magic things where cards disappear and and poker chips fall out of people's noses and things and and that's this is a variation on that this is a stage show show that's done up close and personal very often they'll only have one or two people who are their panel their group of people who are actually working unlike a stage show where there might be uh, as many as 30 or more on the stage so it's up close and personal it's often very short it demonstrates very quick power ideally power of hypnosis ideally it's also not demeaning and it's fun so that whoever participates in it walks away saying wow that was really cool did you see when i and there's any number of cool tricks i don't want to give them away but kind of fun and uh if you get a chance if you're walking along and you don't normally pay attention to street vendors and i know a lot of people walk right by if you have an interest in hypnosis keep your eyes open you'll see somebody out on the corner and uh you'll see people standing around or standing with their arms up in the air like they're a tree walk over because what's going on might be very interesting and very educational it's actually there are some truly remarkable street hypnotists out there and it's amazing to me how many of my fellow hypnotherapists uh kind of enjoy that they get out and it's an opportunity we and most of us like doing hypnosis it makes us feel good it's fun and we get to spread what hypnosis is and how powerful it is so it's kind of cool to see how many of the therapists go out and actually play with street hypnosis every once in a while never know if you're here in the seattle area you might bump into me that's something i've been known to play with from time to time so have some fun with it um both of these types of hypnosis that we've talked about have a tendency to use rapid or instant inductions which means that the goal is to get you into hypnosis as quickly and as deeply as is possible and so handshake inductions and and there's a whole variety variety of them but the whole goal is you can't spend 20 20 minutes relaxing somebody into hypnosis and interesting 
these inductions, these rapid inductions, used to be frowned upon in therapy, but nowadays most of us consider them to be valid. When you get a client who that's an appropriate induction, you can sit them down in the chair and, and 10 seconds later they're already well off on their way into hypnoland. And so uh, instant inductions, wider acceptance as a result of sort of the demonstrations here. And again, uh, if you use them appropriately, these shows and these, the, this is cool stuff. It really is. Again, it depends upon the ethics and the skills of the hypnotist. So be skeptical, pay attention, uh, watch. If they're doing something dangerous or stupid, walk away. Don't let them, don't encourage them if they're doing that. So next one is hypnotherapy. And of course, virtually every other podcast in this podcast is about some variation of hypnotherapy. So I'm not going to go into a lot of detail there other than to kind of gloss over it and say hypnotherapy is a, a, a chance to use hypnosis for change. And so that's kind of the de- working definition that I'm going to go with. I've mentioned before that there's kind of two sides to it. Uh, the vast majority is sort of the metaphysical side or the woo-woo side. Um, and And then the other side is the clinical or medical side. It kind of depends upon what you're looking for and what you want to do. Uh, Inductions can be rapid uh, these days, particularly more and more. But there's also progressive relaxation where you sit and you relax every muscle a little at a time and focus. And even it's funny because... uh, the pocket watch and, and pendulum thing that everybody jokes about is a perfectly valid induction. It's uh, eye fixation, and it works particularly well on kids and some adults. But if you can focus in on that pocket watch going back and forth, it's a perfectly valid induction, perfectly great way to put a client in if that turns out to be the right way to do it. And people always ask me, uh, what's the right induction to use with my client? And my advice is always to them, the one that works. And that's something that you have to trust yourself as a hypnotist, as a hypnotherapist. You have to spend some time reading people and, and And perhaps uh, using a little bit of uh, leading language when you're chatting with them initially to get them to react a particular way to give you the information you need to choose what induction works. But uh, definitely you don't. Uh, there are some tests you can do. You don't have to. You just, you don't need to. Um, there's no wrong answer here. There are, there's, there's lots of right answers. It's just a question of dialing in on one that really works for you and works for the client. And, of course, the uh, uh, secret about us hypnotherapists is that there's a certain level of confidence that's required. We really have to know what we're doing for it to work because, as a client, oftentimes you look to us for guidance. That's the navigator approach where we navigate you and you're the driver but you got to trust your navigator you got to trust that they know how to get you there and so instant inductions um, therapy uh, lots of stuff that you can work on with that don't have to Uh, I get people who come in just want to experience hypnosis or simply want to quote unquote be happier and these are things that you can do right on up through trauma PTSD and on the metaphysical side or the woo-woo side of course there's past lives which some people uh, it's a it's a valid therapeutic approach Um, my only dispute with it is that I don't believe it's really people experiencing a past life, but it is a perfectly valid projection. It's like a hypnotic Rorschach test where when you tell me that you were the Queen of England, I am curious about what that means to you now and uh, how you're dealing with having been the Queen of England. So um, not against the, the practice of it, I'm against the practice when people act like it's a factual thing. Anyway, 
There's my soapbox. I always manage to work that in somehow just because, well, there's way too many people doing it. Um, next one is interesting, and this kind of pertains back to the article that started all of this. There's conversational or waking hypnosis. And I, I oh boy. So there's such a fine line here, and the definition of hypnosis has to be flexible to really get there. And there, there are people who do these... Uh, uh, sort of shows where they demonstrate uh, hypnosis without ever having an induction. And, and they demonstrate that people can be uh, influenced and, and even manipulated. And that's what happened in this phone call was a, a form of manipulation. And so I'm going to back away and say, I said it wasn't hypnosis. I, I'm going to argue that way over on the fuzzy edge are techniques that allow you to convince people. We've all done it. We all attempt to convince, to manipulate the environment around us and those around us to our benefit. Face it, it's life, it's how we work. Uh, you stand in line at the checkout stand as a kid and you try to get your parents to buy gum for you. Uh, we are attempting to manipulate the situation. You try to get your boss to give you a raise or not make you work Saturday. That's a manipulation of the environment around us. And if you're heavily trained, maybe you're a salesperson and you manipulate the environment around you by uh, getting people to buy things. And so this is not hypnosis in the sort of sense where we define it, you eyes closed in a trance or on stage performing, can't count to the number four, but there is a, there, there is an edge. And, and I'm willing to grant that if you define hypnosis in a very broad session, uh, in a very broad way, in a very uh, broad method, that way over on the edge of that, in the fringe, there's this conversational aspect. And there are some interesting demos on YouTube where people will go up and using a very pre-scripted pattern, uh, way of speaking, they will convince a hot dog vendor to take a blank piece of paper and then give them change by telling them that it's a $20 bill. It's possible with the right person in the right environment and with the right confidence and with the right practice. But what's interesting is that most of those hypnotists who have those sort of videos don't show how many times they failed at that. Uh, there are a few, and you can find those videos too, where they attempt to hand over the paper and the hot dog vendor balls up his fist and holds it out and says, you know, what are you trying to pull? And so it, it's important to indicate here that while I'm willing to grant you that the techniques being used and, and the result start to resemble hypnosis a little bit, we're way off to the side of what hypnosis really is. And the success ratio drops dramatically. Again, we have the, the stage show folks who uh, do sort of choose, cherry pick the cream of the crop out of the audience. And then we have the hypnotherapists who have to have a huge toolbox because we don't get to not put somebody into hypnosis and then if you're doing the street vendors obviously the, the street people it's embarrassing if you stand there and can't put somebody under so you got to be really good at it but keep in mind that if you're filming a tv special and you're gonna do something totally dramatic like uh tell a hot dog vendor that a blank piece of paper is money 
at that point, and you're going to do it without any sort of induction. In other words, you have to do this without the person ever, without ever going sleep and having the person standing there with their head bowed. Nothing visible as hypnosis. If you're going, if you're going to do that, my guess is you're probably going to shoot a whole lot of takes before you find somebody who's susceptible. You may even prep that person by doing them in advance, doing hypnosis with them or asking them if they've had hypnosis before. In other words, they may be more susceptible to it. And then so it's just is it possible? Yes. Is it hypnosis? Maybe. Is it commonplace? No. But we do get people who fraudulently use techniques that you might recognize as the lead up to hypnosis. And so in the article, uh, that's what was really happening there. And I, I think that for uh, press, these two hypnotists that talked in that article called it hypnosis, but I think they do us a grave disservice when they do that because they should have instead talked about uh, manipulation of people. They should have talked about con games and how those work and conf- confidence games. And they should have talked about how there have always been people like that and that it's not, it's not the same hypnosis as you might think of it, it it's similar techniques so yeah I, i'm gonna go ahead and leave that one there so next one is environmental hypnosis and, and this is another one that's right there on the fringe where we talk about you're driving down the road and you're concentrating and you uh your mind begins to wander who's driving the car obviously you miss your exit but the car didn't veer off the road so somebody was driving and so there's this sort of environmental hypnosis that can go on the sound of rain on the roof puts you into a, a semi hypnotic state um and, and and is it a hypnosis? Sure. It's an induction of sorts. Once again, right on that edge. Is it deep hypnosis? Mm-hmm. Probably not. But, you know, there's variations to it. But it's something where you inv- you watch it. You sit and you watch the white lines go by. And suddenly you find yourself sinking into that state. Or you don't even notice. And again, you drive past your exit. Um, subconscious takes over. And it's doing all the driving for you. And so we're going to call environmental hypnosis hypnosis and and go ahead and just leave it at that it, it is but it isn't it's on the fringe uh it, it lacks the deliberate aspect the directional aspect of of even stage or or, or hypnotherapy so uh, it's a state that your mind slides into somewhere in between and until we get somebody driving along and and missing their exit with a brain monitoring system on we're just not gonna know if that's exactly the same thing so final type of hypnosis, excuse me, final type of hypnosis. Let's talk about that sales hypnosis thing, because this is probably where most of us encounter that sort of edge of hypnosis. And it literally is uh, a way of speaking. Uh, Some people have said that it's neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, really all that is, is a, a way of patterning words in a way to get people to react. Again, manipulation is not too strong of a word. Uh, shaping the world around you. And so when you deal with a salesperson and they seem to build rapport with you, you have an instant liking for them. That's probably deliberate. And 
And when they seem to have the right answers and when they know when to push and when not to push. And these are things that, is it hypnosis? Again, your definition has to be really broad. But is it a state that we find ourselves in where perhaps we're more adaptable, where we are more willing to suspend disbelief? And sure, anybody who's ever walked away from a salesman after purchasing something that they really didn't want... I'm willing to argue that that's a manipulation of the part of us that's affected by hypnosis. Again, we're not going to really find out. We we need so much more research. We need people walking around with uh, salad colanders with brain monitors on their heads so that we can start mapping this because there's so much in that that I recognize as precursors to hypnosis. It's sort of what hypnosis is going to become, or it's something that could be converted into hypnosis. But is it hypnosis? Ah, man, I'm just not sold on going there. So sales and the environmental and the conversational or waking hypnosis i'm going to put all those in this bucket of this sort of pseudo hypnosis this thing that's part way there but not quite and again great techniques super valuable can be applied to help change the minds of people which is certainly part and parcel to hypnosis so i'm willing to acknowledge that some people might say if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck then it is a duck and so you know the hypnosis duck is certainly visible in there not willing to call it the same as hypnosis quite yet but an interesting thing it is a fascination of mine i tend to watch for it it's fun when i go uh, shopping for something i have even gone so far as to go car shopping simply to watch the salesman work just to listen to them and to hear how they built the yes ladders. And so to, excuse me again, to listen to which ones plainly had sales technique and had been trained in either NLP or, or, or something similar where they were able to monitor my behavior. In other words, uh, to, to, to try to change the way that I was behaving. So fascinating stuff um, probably something we will address in a future podcast something that uh, I really enjoy and I'm willing to be convinced otherwise if you think that these are all the same or you think there is no such thing as hypnosis and none of these things are hypnosis I'm I'm, I'm willing to entertain that I, I, I get it my mind is open and I consider myself sort of a perpetual student in this space so would love to hear from you use the comments section reach out uh, you can either do that from hypnotex.com or you can go further down the page here and you should find a comment block where you can fill it out and let me know what you think about this as always interested in your feedback not just on this topic but things you'd like to hear about things you want to argue about uh starting to get to the point where we could do a pretty regular mailbag segment and I, i think that might actually be kind of a fun thing for us to do so i'm rob from hypnotex and this has been the hypnotex podcast.